Alright, we're here at the post show. Greg's playing air guitar. I can't play the guitars, this is the best I can do. I like this guitar. I mean, it's just, it, it's the same theme as the whole song, but mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's well done. Okay, uh... So, um... Yeah, I've... The only people I've talked to in real life... I've talked to people online who agree with me. The only people I've talked to in real life love the ever-loving shit out of Westworld. I can't convince them that it sucks. I talked to a few people at work, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's It doesn't suck. I, I, I mean, I have to clarify. The story parts, the writing sucks. Everything else about it is great, and mm-hmm. I think that's confusing people. Mostly because they don't usually look at stuff the way that we do. It, it, it's similar to the beer, right? I mean, some people will like beer and will be like, oh, that doesn't, we don't like that. Well, we have a different way of looking at beer, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, you and I have a different way of looking at stories and stuff like that, and I know I do, and Westworld is not satisfying. Though. I mean, I, I enjoyed Westworld. I just was left disappointed at, like, what seemed to be a lost opportunity. Oh, major lost you know? opportunity. And that's like, I'm like, oh, like, why did they do that? Like, I could have been so much richer. It had everything going for it. I mean, it had the production, it had the the money, it had the directors, it had the actors, it had a, the concept. What what's what else can you do? Where where can you go? Let me uh, bring up something. I got some stuff here. I got some stuff. You go over to China. 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 No, thank you. China. Please. China. China. You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. 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 Why are you trying to? China. 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 Why? Play something and I'll stop it. You know. China. It's ten hours of China. Oh, you're kidding me. No. Why don't we just listen to this then? China. 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 Ten hours of China. China, 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 China. You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. China in particular. Damn it, China. I have people that I stop it because I need to find this. China. I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to torture you. Oh my God. Go. Stop it. Stop it. China. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This must be what people feel like when I do science stuff. Because that would just... Oof. Probably. Oh, I couldn't take it. Um, yeah, so yeah, Westworld. And, yeah, people I talk to are like, yeah, they love it. They, they love the ever-loving shit out of it. And I try to explain why I feel the way I do. And they don't really respond with, oh, that's interesting. They say, no, no, it's great. No, I loved it. Okay. I really feel like these people are going to be people who in two years are going to be like, oh yeah, I always, I hated it from the very beginning. You know, like the people who do that with Lost. Okay. Where it's like, one of the things that I really, uh, I, 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 didn't, well, I didn't hate Lost until the finale, practically. Right, I, I think Lost was a fantastic television show that fell apart at the end. 
Uh, it was a victim of a success. It, well, I mean... How a, are we going to... How are we a, going to live up to our legacy? It was, it was a victim of being the first of its kind. Yeah. Because it really didn't know that... It didn't understand these things that we now know about television shows like this, that you got to stick the landing. you got to end it right in order to get that going through. But Lost changed TV for the there better. Was, there were shows. There was HBO shows and things like that that... Did that kind of thing. I mean, Sopranos was before that. So, Sopranos didn't end on a didn't end in that way. It ended abruptly, but it didn't kind of take all of his storylines and 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 mush them together into an unfeasible mess, and then uh, try to disentangle it with magic and say, "See, it's done." Which is what well, Lost kind of did. I don't know. I I thought Sopranos was a satisfying ending. I yeah, mean, no, that's what it, I'm saying. It, 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 well, it it was it was interesting, right? Because I thought it left me wanting more, but I was also satisfied with how it ended because I got to play through scenarios in my head and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lost, like I said, it changed TV for better. It it it, it understood that. You could, I mean, it, it had major influence on television. It really did, and it was for most of its run, excellent television, character based, great stories. You knew who these characters were, and it was sort of the the fundamental thing about stories like this is the idea of understanding the characters well enough that you can then drop them into any sort of situation and their actions will be believable because we know who these characters are and we know how they're going to act. And while you can still then present them with new new conflicts and stuff like that and new scenarios, you buy the fact that these are these characters in the situation, as ridiculous the situation might be because the characters are well drawn. Mm -hmm. This is the fundamental rule that I feel like Westworld in particular did not adhere to at all because I don't know a thing about his characters yeah what would happen if you dropped Dolores into uh, Samurai World I've got no idea what happened if you dropped Bernard into Samurai World I don't know what would what would uh, Ford do in um in uh, I kind of know what, what would Ford do in in the Friends universe, right? I mean, like, the the fun thing about character based things is you'd have some idea, right? What, you could take Sawyer, yeah, you could take Sawyer and put him in all those situations, mm-hmm. and you get some idea of what he'd do, and and you would know whether the whether the authors were the writers were getting it right because he would act like Sawyer, he would act not like Sawyer. And because you, you know who Sawyer is, mm-hmm. yeah, characters. It's simple. <laughs> it's 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 basic stuff for right. storytelling. But uh, I mean, if like for Westworld, it would have been probably for what you're saying. It would have been nice to have some scenes of the humans outside of the compound. You know, I understand uh, keeping it there, but. In the idea that next season will open it up, right? In that in that concept, but I just want to know who these characters are. 
Right. I want to know. So, okay, even if you live on the compound, we yeah. never saw Ford off-duty. Maybe you never went off-duty, right. but... Bernard and, you know, he was having an affair and, and nightmares. I mean, that was his thing. Right. And, 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 and he's actually part, a robot. And the, but that's not character. That's, right. that's plot. Part, part of what would Dolores do if she was X, the, the argument against that, I guess, is, well, she is a scripted character in a scene, so she doesn't exist outside of the scene. So trying to figure out what she would do would be similar to just fan fiction anyway right because it, it the, the point is not whether it's fan fiction the point is whether the character is well drawn enough that you could conceivably do that uh, it's it's not I mean, it's not the case that you that you will do it it's the I case mean I that, think that you know Dolores at the beginning of the season ended up in Samurai World would be like this doesn't look like anything to me she would just see nothing right but you know towards the end who knows it's right but then she's just a toaster I mean, th- then there's this, no... The argument can be made that she is just a toaster, except for, like, the last <laughs> episode, right? Yeah. So we had nine episodes of watching toasters. I don't know how... I mean, my, my big, one of my biggest claims was that the first and last episodes of Westworld were pretty good, and the rest mm-hmm. of the in-between... At some point, I thought there were interesting stuff going on, and then it kept being undercut every time. Uh, mm-hmm. All these, all the cool allegory stuff that that, were, that was coming up just kept getting completely undercut. Every time that something interesting was going, looked like it was going to build, it just got smushed around. Every time that you started to get an ant hill, it started to get it got smashed. Well, before you had a chance to see how that ant hill is going to be built. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because look at how much talent's involved in that thing. Yeah. It's frustrating. Ugh. Yeah. And and the worst part is, it's I don't feel like, oh, if I were there, then I would have fixed it. No, I'm not an expert at this stuff. Hire story people. Hire people who can write. Not me. I'm, I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> but, oh, God, I, I, I felt like just, oh. It is a bit of armchair quarterback, though. I'm sure. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I could do better. I am saying, though, that I've been more entertained by this. Uh, what I'm saying is you have the luxury of hindsight. You've seen what they were producing. You're not there directing and trying to get what you need out of it. But I, I know that other people have done way more with much less. So it shocks me that they can't do more with what they have. Yeah. I've been really enjoying this season, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a okay. silly, dumb show. It is not a great or even like good show by any measure. But it's having a lot of fun, and it understands its characters. I mean, and it's then throwing its characters into ridiculous comic book situations. And how much more... F- that's so fun to watch a comic book show play comic book and just be crazy and just throw these well-defined even though they are relatively two-dimensional they're still well-defined characters and throw them into these situations mm-hmm. and, and let them play let every, and you can tell everyone involved is having a blast it comes through just watching it you can tell everyone who's there is just enjoying the films right that is palpable and that's one of the things that I really enjoyed and so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season that dumb stupid show about the Marvel Cinematic Universe was better than Westworld okay 
Did you have you watched um, Master of None? And see, no, it's a show. show, right? Uh, Heather, Heather, and I both liked it. You know, it was a show she was into. It's if I could describe, if I could surmise it, right? It's kind of like Louis, but not as depressing for a younger for Gen or for old millennials. You know, like you know okay. the top end of the millennial thing. But um, you know, a little bit of girls, a little bit of Louis, um, more upbeat. But, you know, still has some dark things. But, I mean, Louie's so depressing. Yeah, Louie, I stopped watching. So, just like... <laughs> the funny stuff was not... Didn't make up too for Too funny, the... and it didn't make up for just the ridiculous, dramatic shit that was just getting too... Yeah, way too... Way too depressing, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Aziz Ansari's R8... Or he's, he's younger than us, actually. But, uh, you know... It, relates really well you know it's kind of like how we were too young for the younger wonder years but okay then for you right, know the that. next show we related better freaks and geeks or whatever and um you know it, it's pretty good heather enjoyed it too some really funny dialogue as um how is does, he, i heard noel i heard Aziz is great noel wells is like eh. is that the girl yeah a, they have I don't know if you would like it. The the dialogue that they have back and forth, you might see it as campy or, you know, trite. I, I thought it was really funny dialogue, like imagining that real people could act that way. It was, I thought it was really good dialogue they had back and forth. Um, but then Aziz's um, friends, you know, and like each episode is kind of based on a different general theme. Like one was where... Um, His dad, as a kid, you know, his dad was trying to get him to do all kinds of things. And all he wanted to do was play on the computer. Uh-huh. And then now as an adult, his dad wants him to fix his iPad. He doesn't want anything to do with the computer, you know? Okay. You know, yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, I just realized a good point. I want to get, sorry if I can jump in. Okay. And go back to a point where we're talking about the story stuff and, and people. Community. Why do we like community so much? It did movie parodies you like that. Why do they work? Because we knew who the characters were. Mm-hmm. You could throw those characters in any situation, and the characters would come true, that or, or would, would would be true to themselves despite the situation. Yeah. So you could, and that's why that worked. Uh, any any really well drawn characters would work in that kind of show. Yeah, if I was a screenwriter or something like that, it would make me want to go back and figure out how. Dan Harmon established those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, watch the first five episodes and figure out how. Well, those if you watch the first season, it, I mean, it's not nearly as you know experimental and crazy as it got. But mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 silly, but they definitely established who those characters were early on. Like within the first ten episodes, you had a great idea who these characters were, and you understood. And mm-hmm. that I mean, the whole family aspect was built up. It didn't take a season; it took half a season, even less time for them to become kind of their the little dysfunctional family. Yeah, but you don't want to, you know, drill it into people's heads like this is No, the the the, yeah. the, the good the, the great thing about it was that it felt so organic. It yeah. felt like But you know, just kind of watching it with a lens on how the characters were taught to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would you know, if I ever wanted to write something, I would definitely understand that as well as I could before yeah. I tried to develop any character. 
I, I mean, and, and and people then say, oh, well, the character devolved, like Britta became a joke, and and in in some sense, yes, but in the same sense, like you could make the argument that they, you know people people will always fall into their sort of patterns, and when, especially when once you get to when you don't know people, they're reserved and they're a little bit, mm-hmm. not, but then when you really get to know people, they become very familiar and very they they. Yeah. The patterns are, are very apparent. Um, that's not to say that everything that, that they, they did with Britta was perfect. I'm just saying that some of that can be excused. Right. Yeah, the show's not perfect, right. but it, it pulls a lot more <laughs> 9.5s and 10s out of the pool than anyone yeah, else. It embodies that concept to me, like almost more than any show, which is that genre is malleable. Character is the most important thing. Establish your characters. You can tell any story you want. When are you going to go see Rogue One? Or are you going to see Rogue One? What's it's the plan? got good reviews. I mean, it's... I, I've heard good things. And then on the way home from work, Bob Mundello from NPR reviewed it. And he kind of... <clears throat> well, I mean, look at the average, not the singularly review. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, do, do, you review with, do you agree with everything Bob says? No, no. I'm just saying is... He, I was thinking back to what his review was for Force Awakens, and you know, it was you know, for these for these blockbusters. Uh-huh. You know, he reviews them differently than the art house films sure. that he reviews, of course. It just uh, he was you know generally underwhelmed, but other than that, I've heard pretty good stuff. So, and then there was what Chris Hardwick on At Midnight, where he says um, best thing since Empire. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> How many times has a Star Wars movie come out where that's been said by someone like Chris Hardwick? <laughs> Probably five times. Time. Probably every time. <laughs> so, yeah, temper that enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, it when things come out, even if you don't like it, you convince yourself. I convinced I liked I, 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 myself. I liked the last season of Lost and, and the last episode of Lost. At the time, mm-hmm. you get you into that mindset, right? It's like, and you're you're, you're swallowed up in it. You it's you're immersed in it. It's hard to to see your way out. I like what I've read about it. The concept of okay, we're telling a different story in this universe. Mm-hmm. We're using the conceits of this universe, but we're not going to. It's not going to be a Skywalker Star Wars story it's about however the the bookends the, the the story that we already know bookends this you know, you know yeah yeah but... I mean there's gonna probably be some things in there but it's not like it's not like when there's a battle we're not gonna know well so what the ultimate outcome you uh, know? so uh, hopefully it's rich with character and, and whatnot but you you knew what Apollo 13 was how, how that was gonna end it's still a compelling movie yeah I yeah. mean yeah you're right good point <laughs> It, it's not about just you know knowing how things are going to work out. I was uh, so I'm working from home tomorrow because Ali has a well, soccer game at four thirty, <laughs> and um, I was thinking, you know, she doesn't want to go see it. I'm like, well, Max gets off kindergarten, maybe we'll cruise out and see it real quick. But then because it's so cold, they got a two hour delay, so now there's not going to be enough time uh, for when he gets off school. Uh, to, well, I'm to... To the soccer game. Is that a, so. 
Italian swear? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about, you know, spoilers, like, you know, Hyundai's type stuff, so... Or Rhea's who and whose son, you know, type, daughter type thing. So I'll see. I it. found myself on a page that had the entire movie outline, and I decided not to read it. Not that I would care mm-hmm. to know the basic story. I just didn't want to see explicitly every fucking scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. I'd, I'm fine with knowing the story. If I would knowing what's going to happen, because that's. I think, like I've said before, I think that's helpful. I think that that makes you able right. to watch something more for what it is than, than having to sure. be you know, shocked by it. I, so I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to see it. I might see it. Uh, my dad's taking Allie somewhere Saturday afternoon, so maybe I'll take Max out then and see the movie, if, as long as the lines aren't too long and get some seats. Yeah. I mean, yeah I, I, let's see what Probably doing. not going to go all the way to... to um, to the mills, probably just going to go to the one down by. It's getting okay. So it it has on on the Rotten Tomatoes eighty five percent right now. That's pretty good. That's certified fresh at two hundred thirty six reviews counted. So that that's a that's a decent amount. Um, So what did Force Awakens get? Let's let's compare. Force. Awakens. I gotta own it. I gotta actually been to Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. The Force Awakens. That received a 92%. Okay. So. People were hungrier. People were hungrier. People. We're finally like, oh god! Finally, one of these is not a boring piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it had its issues. Uh, you can fi- you can assume that a lot of those reviews for Rogue One were comparing it to Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they're on average saying it's almost as good. Uh, and I enjoyed the Force Awakens when I saw it. Yeah, know, it was a fun when ride, I saw it. So. And. Less and less so as I, you know, as I compare back to it. And I sort of agree with the Plinkett uh, analysis of it, and the 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 Rogue One does bug me in the same sense it bugged him, which is that now we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year for the rest of our goddamn lives. <laughs> There's always going to be one, forever, and ever, and ever. And when you die, Star Wars will last way longer than you and your kid and your kid's kid and just keep going and eventually society will be based on a fucking Star Wars uh, and that's kind of a view that my friend Steve in Chicago he's a film professor at uh-huh. uh, DePaul and uh, he was back in town around Christmas and we were talking to, or sometime after The Force Awakens it must have been after yeah, it must have been like February or March and um and I was talking about how much I liked it, you know, like I thought it was a really fun show. And, you know, he's a purist. He's like, you know, Lucas was better, except for, you know, the original Lucas, the old yeah. Lucas, young Lucas was sure, better. Sure. And Disney is just going to be cranking shit out year after year now. Yeah, so he was really taking that point yeah. of view. I don't necessarily care if Disney cranks shit out, if it's good shit. Yeah, if they, if they crank out good shit, that's fine. Uh, and Marvel... For all the faults and for all the sameness, none of it's been dog shit. None of it's been like 
Suicide Squad or fucking Batman. I, I, mean, I never saw Suicide Squad, so I can't really count it. But Batman vs Superman was fucking atrocious. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a crime. <laughs> yeah, uh, Max and I watched uh, Civil War. That's good. Yeah, right? it, was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, especially that big battle. That was so much fun. Ant Man in there. Anytime Ant Man's in it, it's fun. <laughs> how could he not be fun? So much, so much fun that they were having. <laughs> and it, it reminded you I'm sure Max was amazed but it reminded me of you know when you're a kid and you're playing with toys and uh, I'm uh-huh. going to have the big one come along and do this and mm-hmm. that's that's fun that that and that's sort of what was fun about The Force Awakens finally fucking fun finally we can have some fun with this shit yeah. to be this depressing uh, not that depressing is bad but you can't lose that sense of 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 fun in a fun adventure movie. If you mm-hmm. want to keep that as your goal, then you can't lose that sense of fun. If you want to have a gritty war movie, which is supposedly what Rogue One is 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 at least the, the idea behind it, well then you don't necessarily have to have a lot of fun, but you do have to have interesting moments and you have to have some mm-hmm. callbacks and stuff like that. And I suspect it's gonna be sort of a it's not gonna be apocalypse now. <laughs> it's not uh, not that gritty, right. it's not fucking platoon. It's just gonna be, you know, a little bit more gritty than, than your average. There was um a call forward in the last Rebels episode, uh, where the Rebels discovered the plans for the Tri Fighter. Which I think's in Rogue One. Harder. Hmm? It tries harder. Well, try fighter. Three wings instead of two. I I, I don't remember seeing the try fighter in uh, previous for Rogue One, but I have seen the Lego toy for the try fighter, so it's it's in the movie. But they um, the rebels got stole the plans for the try fighter in the last Rebels episode. So, so they're doing you know their cross pla- yeah proper yeah sure Mark cross game. cross promote that makes sense. Why wouldn't you? Or, or they really didn't promote the movie, but it was more of a well. Yeah, it's it's but... it's, it's a tie-in. I mean, it, it promotes the movie for the people who are interested, and for the people who aren't interested, in, it's a new it's, point. It's just yeah, it's just something fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm I probably will see it. I'm not gonna you know I don't go to these things opening weekend. <laughs> it's a fucking madhouse. I, I don't I don't need. I don't have a desperate need to see it. Plus, I mean, let's face it. I'm just not. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I'm more of a Star Trek fan than I am a Star Wars fan. Uh, I'm more of a Star Trek TV fan than I am a Star Trek movie fan. Anyway, um, I want to show you a Star Trek episode actually that I think you'd really like because it's really character based and it's just a bottle episode. Does nothing about. It's a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode called Duet, and it's just a really good character story. And I think you'd actually like really fucking like it because it's just it's a good fucking story. Okay. Um, I mean, I've seen a few. I used to watch uh, uh, the New Generation regularly. Uh, um, I've seen episodes of the original series, but you know, never went to w- sit down and watch all of them. I've only seen a few in Deep Space Nine's and Voyagers. I mean, and, this is one of the top ten episodes of Star Trek ever, and it's one of the better episode of television ever made, so I think you're going to like it. Okay, uh, <laughs> but it's um, you know as long as you accept the general premise, it's it's essentially a morality play, uh, and 
those work really well when your characters are well drawn. What can I say? It keeps coming back to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, establish your characters um, and then use use them correctly. And you know, you don't even have to know the characters because they're well established in the story. Mm-hmm. Who they are. So it, it, it comes through. Just you could watch this episode of Standalone. You still think it was interesting. Okay. So that's something to, to consider. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I, I'm a I'm a fan of. I appreciate the the Star Wars universe for what it is. I'm just not a huge. It didn't have the impact on my life in the universe, so it just it doesn't right. you know, it doesn't feel the same. Maybe. It doesn't feel like uh, yeah, we've talked about that yeah. before. I enjoyed it, but mostly for the spaceships when I was a kid. Because that was my shtick. <laughs> I didn't, you know, all the, all the force shit and Jedi stuff. I didn't care about. Laser I hear swords. You. Who cares? I wanted to fly the fly next wing. Did not want a je- uh, laser sword. And I would, I would have had. One. I, I think that's probably my point of view too. As a kid, is yeah, the fucking yeah. X wings are badass. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? No, I'm getting to the point where I got a piece, so I think we can wrap this. All right, well, thanks everybody for for listening to us uh, spew, and we will see you. Uh, so let's see, next week is actually. We should figure out what's going on next week, because Sunday is Christmas Day, and we can do it Christmas night. I mean, I don't know if you're doing it on Christmas night. Uh, no, Christmas night would be fine. Oh, what a great episode. This was such... One of the best episodes of TV. Oh my god. This was... That introduction was just fucking amazing. It was the best two minutes of TV. This was a case where not knowing what was going to happen really made it so much better. And it paid off. I, I mean, ultimately... It was just because it was a fucking twist that you couldn't have seen coming. And we got to experience it together. Yeah. Oh, it was so, <laughs> it was so good. This is no fucking William and it is. They're, they're the same person. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Alright, let's see ya.